Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the podcast, my guest is Keith Malcolm. He's one of my oldest and dearest friends. We met for some beers at the Anchor Pub in London, just east of Millennium Bridge on the south bank of the of the Thames. There has been a pub at that location for over 800 years in one guise or another. So as you can imagine, the atmosphere on a dark and rainy Thursday night in February was uh, quite quite cozy and jovial and, and warm and... Uh, <clears throat> and just good fun in there on a, on a Thursday night over a few beers. Over the course of the podcast, we got through a lot of beers, so do bear with us. I think we were up to four or five pints after an hour and a half or so. We had a little semi-private room in the corner of the pub, so you may hear the doors going occasionally as people come and go. Hopefully this just adds to the London pub vibe and ambiance, and you can get a feel for where we were, even if you're all the way to the other side of the world. Maybe you just been to London once and you remember that pub experience and maybe this will bring you right back. I don't know. Anyway, that's our excuse for doing the podcast in the pub. <laughs> Malcolm recently had a health scare and had to have a colonoscopy. We talk about that as well as question what existed before the Big Bang, atheism, incels, cameras in Parliament, amongst other things. It's all a bit of fun, and I hope you get a bit of that out of it too. If you have your phone in your hand, please leave me a review. That would be great. Without further ado, please welcome my good friend, Keith Malcolm. So you go and endoscopy is basically a procedure which is a camera inside the body right. uh, to have a look inside. Endo from the Greek, I believe, meaning inside and scope, obviously, see. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I had to go to have this procedure done to have a quick look at my, uh, quick look at my colon. Uh, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you do. Um, I've been having a, a few... Uh, Delicate problems recently. Well, I say recently, about two years, where uh, I have no substance to my. It's because um, you booze so much. Well, it could the be. The same that. thing happens to me. My wife's like, Jeez, "What's wrong with you, man?" I know it could be, but it could also be something a bit, you know, a bit more suspicious. Yeah. So uh, you know, across. Well, I think bowel cancer is is one of the biggest killers. Yeah, you? but also IBS is quite a big uh, thing. Well, my sister. Days. A lot more people have got it than they used to. Yeah, I'm, well, someone in my family has um, Crohn's. <laughs> Crohn's, it's, it's a very bad um, disease of the inflammation of the intestine. Oh, right, sure. And it's, I mean, they've got it pretty un, pretty under control, but it's serious shit. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you can get, um, you can you can have operations to shorten your, your colon, oh, right. your intestines. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a very serious major thing, surgery, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you absolutely have to get these things checked out. I mean, my, oh, yeah, my, right. my grandfather had bowel cancer. Yeah, well, I think it's that's what I suspect probably is the booze, but you know, just to be yeah safer as it were, and um, yeah. So uh, I, <laughs> we're in the pub here, so people are coming in and chatting and what have you. Yeah. Okay, join yeah. the party. We, if someone comes in, they can sit and talk to it. Well, Actually, that's that? a good idea. That's a good idea. 
you're unlocking the door now. That's well, yeah, we're, the we're letting anyone, we're opening this up to the, to the forum. If anyone wants to inspect or like look at the, find oh, out indeed, about, find out about what happens where a camera gets shoved up your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the place to be. Do they literally put a camera up there? Yeah, yeah, but it's a small camera. I mean, it's, it's marginally larger than your anus. As <laughs> <laughs> you would expect. But, you know, but not too but, but uncomfortable. That sounds really painful. It's I thought you were going to say marginally smaller. You said marginally no, larger. Marginally larger than your relaxed anus, I suppose. Is that's way of putting it. Uh, it's obviously a lot smaller than your colon and your rectum and various right. other parts of your okay. anatomy. Um, but yeah, so uh, I just had that done just to make sure there's nothing untoward. Um, and the strangest thing is, actually, once you go through the initial um, surprise, I suppose, um, yeah, you can get plenty of uh, <laughs> plenty of lubricating jelly down there, shall we say? <laughs> what, what, they put that there? No, oh, no, there's no shame. Once you're in the theatre, there's no shame. There's no, it's not nothing like to do. We're going in dry. No, there's, there's, okay. there's nothing to do anymore. You know, we're, we're all adults in the room, yeah? Yeah, okay, of course. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm lying on my side there, chatting away to the nurse, and whilst I'm doing this, uh, the doctor is um, basically liberally applying lubricating gel to my to, to my oh, arms. Yeah. So you're uh, chatting to the nurse. You're chatting to the nurse. He's getting me. He's prepping me. I think is the terminology oh, he okay. is. Um, and then once the uh, once the the camera goes in, it's a rather an odd sensation. Um, it's immediately obvious that something is going in the wrong direction. Um, so they don't numb the air. No, you don't need to because okay. you, know, you have no nerve endings inside you. Once you get past your rectum, right from there, there are no nerve endings at all. Uh, it's just the, the anus. <laughs> uh, but the strange thing is, you know, it's, it's quite a sensitive little uh, piece of kit. <laughs> your anus, and it's quite sensitive to these various things. And because of the the order in which your nerve endings are being triggered. It's telling your brain, you know, something's going, going in, as opposed to, yeah, going out. There's so it's like something's going in the, the tradesman's end, like yeah, going yeah, in through the yeah. outdoor. Is it like um, alarms going off? Basically? I don't would say it was alarms. I mean, I, you know, I'm not one to judge what people do with their, with their own bottoms. But, but, you know, there's definitely something there that tells you it's, it's not going in the direction that you've been used to. Yeah, say. yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but once it's in, you learn to ignore the... Um, the, 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 the anal region as it's, uh, as it's, uh, as it's going in. Uh, and then there's all of a sudden on this big screen, it must have been about a 55 inch screen this guy had in his, uh, in his office, uh, I can see the inside of my colon. Wow. Yeah. And I've got to admit, actually, it was a very, very, very. Emotional is probably not the right word to use for it, but seeing the inside of your body does actually wake you up to. Uh, in there. I was quite impressed with it. I mean, I've not <laughs> seen many. Impressed. I've not seen many colons. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, were there a few like yeah. stalactites and like you know, no, old tins of never light? Absolutely okay. clear. It was. It, it looked like um, a straw. It was kind of a strawberry blancmange. Oh, if you can imagine such a thing, which is not the colour I was expecting. Gosh, so it's coloured this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's beautifully pink and live and vibrant. Oh, wow. um, and it's smooth and it's moist around the around the sides yeah. and it's. It, 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 it's a very strange. It's a very strange sensation looking inside yourself like that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, most, it was most intriguing. And then after that, I, mean, I was absolutely enthralled. I mean, I wanted to take a photograph. <laughs> you were enthralled. I was enthralled by it. I wanted to take a photo, but really, I, I knew that was kind of wrong. You wanted so, to uh, take a photo. Yeah. So it was, it was a place, it was a happy place. What, what's the saying? When you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you. Yes. Yeah, so, like yeah, I was, I was, I was stared at for a good twenty minutes. 
But yeah, the um, but I mean, yeah, yeah, the that's what been, that that was actually the easier part actually having actually done. It was the it was the prep twenty four hours previously, which yeah. is uh, which is a real oh, real right. eye opener. Yeah, yeah, we get given this um, this powder called I think Medivac. Medivac. That sounds like some kind yeah. of Vietnamese. No, no, no. It sounds exactly. Or it, or it sounds. It is exactly vac. as it sounds. It's a medical evacuation powder. Okay. And uh, you take this the night before. It's an enema, is it? Yeah, effectively. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's two powder, two sachets of powder. You mix them up, make um, a liter of this of this water. You do it twice, um, and it is it, it it's clear and it's gunky and it's got this really really odd lemony flavour. And oh, you actually tasted it? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you shoved up your butt. No. Okay, dude, right, right. seriously, get high on. <laughs> I thought it was an enema, like you screwed no, up. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's an orally digested enema, I feel like. Okay. So uh, basically, so this stuff goes right the way through you. So it's. Um, so it just clears it. Uh, completely clears it. Um, so I, I took this. I must have spent about three and a half hours. I was basically chewing on this stuff. All right. But. No alcohol. No, 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 no. I have, wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Wasn't about to drink or eat for about twelve hours before I started this evacuation process. Jeez. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, well, when it when it hits, it it hits. Um, I thought you'd lost weight. Yeah. Oh, mate. I very, very recently, very, very suddenly. Um, yeah, I must have gone to the bathroom. I reckon about eighteen times in the course of three and a half hours. Well, uh, after drinking the stuff? After drinking the stuff, yeah. yeah. And I was given, told all the things I could do, I couldn't do, how long it would last, everything. But you know the one thing they did not tell you? is how much you need to wipe your bum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, no. You want to get one of these? You want to get one of these Japanese, these new Japanese toilets? They squirt water. Right? Yeah, well, that would like be. Laser. That's why we yeah. need it because there is no such thing as a soft toilet tissue. None. If you wipe your ass a hundred oh, times, you're going to take. Uh, you're going to take uh, a little bit of damage. Oh on my there. god! And all I can think to myself is, the hell's a doctor going to think of the state of my ass? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, I think we've all had that that moment when you're kind of do, going about your business, then you kind of, as you say, you know, things are getting a bit dicey yeah. and you're going, well, I wasn't going to say hairy, but you know, you get a bit of blood and you think, jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to oh, go to the hospital. I, I pushed through you, that. So you I were working that. on that. Right? I pushed through that. Mate. Oh my goodness. Been there, done that. I mean, if it's dark, you're supposed to go to the hospital or you're supposed to get the doctor. If it's light, you're good. You're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's, if it's light, it's basically yeah. just superficial blood in your anus. Yeah, which people bowels, of our bad. age who yeah. drink like we do, that's pretty Yeah, or it could just be beer, but yeah. that's also the one. Um, yeah, so, but anyway, um, I happened to just have a quick glance at my initial report um, as it came back. And yeah. the thing that really stood out for me, under anus, it said the anus was normal. The so, anus was normal. Wow. Anus was there. Oh, results. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been quite a traumatic. Um, well, 24 hours, I think, between Sunday morning and Monday lunchtime when I had this procedure done. Well, but now, most importantly, like, how did? What was the? What about the health impact? Did they say so? Your anus is obviously normal. That's great. But what about the uh, the bowels? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the bowels are uh, all clear. A small little um, polyp. Which they've, um, which is two mil. They don't worry about it. It's unless it's more than a centimeter. They have, however, taken it out and they're going to send it for analysis. And I shall get the results in two, three weeks. Wow. Uh, and of course, I will come back and uh, report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've got to get an update. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, you want to get the 
the anus bleached as well, right? You know they get the bleached. They bleach yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I've, 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 I've read that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's a bit. Well, I did think myself. I did this on a fight on a Sunday night, whatever it was. I was doing going through this procedure with the uh, the self enema. Some people voluntarily shove water up their ass in order to to do what I had to do on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, you mean that's the other option? Do they give you an option? They say yeah, but some people do it on a regular basis. I could admit, I couldn't do that on a regular basis. Well, after the Princess Diana did that, didn't she? It's called colonic yeah. irrigation. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really get it because supposedly it's all about the microbiome and the gut bacteria yeah. is incredibly you important. You flush it all out. Yeah. You, oh, again, you could flush good stuff out as well as bad. Yeah. Mainly just that. Kind of but anyway, <coughs> good news because you're, you're healthy. Yeah, well, I'm going to get the results, so uh, it looks Oh, you're like still waiting for I'm still waiting for the results. Okay. The, the, it was just the initial report yeah. uh, about my anus. Okay, well, that's so, great. So yeah. they, they'll have a volume two coming out with the... Oh, I hope so, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they'll talk about the rest of my um, anus. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you get to keep the video? Did they make a DVD? They did make a video. No, I did, I did want to take a photograph, but as I said, I, I didn't know it was wrong. Okay. Uh, and I kind of figured I would probably be told no, so I had to move, get my phone out. <laughs> yeah, just a hassle, really. But, um, yeah, there we go. But that's so the reason. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. I was just saying, the, the whole reason I, I, was, I was in the particular that, that I was is, um, you know, when I first went to the doctor, I said, oh, I've got these new stools. I need to yeah, find of course. what's going on. Yeah, yeah as, as anybody would. Of course, absolutely. Everyone um, must go. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can not be too careful. No. Oh, well, anyway, he gave me um, two vials, one with a red lid and one with a brown lid said that I need you to, to fill both of those. Uh, the red one was immediately obvious, that was a blood sample, so the nurse took care yeah. of that. And the brown one I was sent home with and told to, you know, mm-hmm. fill it. Yeah. So you produced a semen sap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two or three. <laughs> this thing's a bit small, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I got home and realised you know, I had to, you know, get a, a faeces sample. And I thought, you know, how on earth does one collect one's, um, mm. you know, poo? Um, I did. I dabbled with some ideas in my head. I thought colander. No, that's probably not. That must have been a funny evening. No, no, I was. I was by myself. I was by myself. I thought that colander. Well, judging by the state of my uh, defecation recently, this is not going to hold an awful lot for me. Um, But anyway, I decided, rightly or wrongly, to use um, uh, the dog's poopy bag. Oh my god! So um, yeah, I um, I squatted over the poopy bag. And true to form, it was very, very loose, and not an awful lot of it hit its target. Oh but, god! So, uh, I hope you're in the in a safe area. Okay. Well, yeah, I was. I uh, hope the safety of my my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Uh, it was at that point you decided to leave the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I got home, sorry, there's a bit of a mess in aisle three. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I proceeded then to get myself uh, a second doggy bag, thinking, you know, I'll pick up. Right, pick, up, yeah, pick, pick it up. Um, take care of some business. Um, and so, what I had to do was, because one hand was obviously employed elsewhere, with the other hand I was able to... What, what were you doing with the other hand? Well, holding my shirt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I was able to take the, the lid off the vial um, with, with my, my teeth, right. pull it out. Uh, it was then... I noticed there was a small little spoon sticking out of the um, lid of the vial. Right. Um, so clearly they were expecting a very, very small sample. 
Uh, and this is where I started laughing because I just thought to myself, "You don't know, I've done it all wrong. I made a complete hash of this." Uh, second of all, I, no matter how much I tidy this up, I'm going to have some explaining to do. But that wasn't what really, really made me laugh. What really made me laugh when I turned around and I saw the look of absolute horror on my dog's face. Oh. <laughs> Poor Watson. Oh my God. Watson. He's never going to look at you the same again. Yeah. Um, no, because I did something, I had to do something like that. I got into this phase about my microbiome and I was wondering, mm. curious about the digestive uh, and the bacteria in particular, gut bacteria, because apparently it's incredibly important for your health and your, mm. I've got asthma and it apparently affects your asthma. Anyway, so they sent these, um, they're like Q-tips in the, in the oh, US, yeah, yeah. Um, or ear, what do you call them, cotton buds? Cotton so, yeah. but there was an instruction booklet that came with it. It was quite funny. It said, the first one was, this is correct. And there was a tiny bit of like shit on the end yeah, of the yeah. thing. This is incorrect. And somebody obviously shunted into a, yeah, you know, uh, it. I gave from the category. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but then the, the thing with that one is, just going off on a tangent real quick, is oh, it, was kind of po- it was kind of pointless because I got this back with all this data about all the bacteria in my gut, mm. which meant, which it was like, great, this is fascinating. I've got all this bacteria. But it was like, within about 10 seconds, it dawned on me that this means absolutely nothing. What do I do with this information? So I, it was a bit pointless. So so this is it. I mean, it's all about data gathering and everything. People collect data for absolutely everything now. You know, on their phones, this is how many heartbeats I've done per second. This is how many steps I've done. Mm-hmm. And people are obsessed with it, but what does it tell you? You have to interpret it. It doesn't um, tell you anything. The people that are seeing all this information, they're the ones making and monetizing it. The, the ones who've done a good job on this, I don't know if you, have you heard of 23andMe? Um, no. Okay, well, it's owned by Google. It's basically um, a DNA test. So that oh, they, yes, yeah. yeah. So you, you spit into a vial. They send, I did this a long time ago. I don't know why I'm a sucker for these things, but I, I did it, and it was a, kind of a similar thing. So it came back, and the data was quite raw. Mm. This is about five, six years ago that I did it. And, um, but they've recently, Google bought 23andMe and they've improved it so much and then they've got a really good, right. um, yeah, really good app where you can interact and you can find your cousins, you've got thousands of cousins you never knew about and they can show you where they so are. So you actually want to know what this though, well, that's the question. Well, that, really, do they want to know? It's really yeah. quite, quite interesting. But yet, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? Do they want your Well, your cousins, cousins if you've, got, you've given the name of your cousins, because they're not their way to not... They can keep their own anonymity. There's oh, it's only people that have yeah. actually done the thing, of course. There's yeah. loads of... Um, there's loads of legalese that you have to sign, like shitloads. Because obviously there are two sides to it. So yeah, 23... Yeah. Because 23 and me then sells all this data. What's the 23? Is that so that's 23 chromosomes, chromosomes yeah. yeah. That's just the name of it. But the idea is that they then sell all that data to the likes of Novartis, Glaxo, and Roche. Yeah, of course. Um, and they use that DNA data to someone who's ticked in and said, let everyone use this for whatever they want. They then do research with it. Yeah. So then they ask you loads of questions. Do you get asthma? Do you get this? Do you, can you curl your tongue? All the rest, anything you can imagine. So they benefit. But then on your side, it's actually quite fast, quite, for me anyway, I, I think it's really interesting because you see... Where all your cousins, they're obviously very distant cousins. Yeah. So they might be well, fifth Well, we're all going to be related as a far enough back. Well, yeah. Well, there's 10 times as many people on the planet than there were even 150, 200 years ago. Yes, so exactly. So have a common ancestor. Exactly. But, and it, but in the future, they'll probably link it up as a social network because it totally makes sense. Because yeah. 
you've got all these um, people on the, all your cousins on the, um, on the list, like literally thousands. And uh, it's really interesting. It's also interesting to look back. How many people signed up for this thing? I would say millions. I yeah. might be. I'm, I don't know. I'm talking out my art, but I think it's oh, millions. It's owned by Google, so Google yeah. bought 23andMe. But I would recommend anyone to check it out because it's actually really interesting. And but the point that I was trying to make is that they've taken the raw data, which I initially was pretty useless when I first got mm. it, and they've actually made a really user-friendly thing where they say, okay, this is where you've got Scandinavian this much, you've got. Um, I wanted some black. I wanted some black or Jewish, something interesting. Yeah. Nothing. It was like all Irish. Um, it was something a bit more exotic than uh, what you think you actually are. Yeah, I always oh, thought. I, get that. I always thought, no, not being racist or anything, but I always thought my lips were a bit like, I've got some African. I must have something. I've got. I'm a, I like to sing. I like to dance. You know, yeah. I've got you some black. You're not for stereotypes. I wanted some black. I wanted. Let's put it this way. I wanted some black. I, I wanted something. Some African. Okay, African American. Whatever you want to call. it. Yeah. But I didn't have any, so I was no. Going. Well, I do. Disappointed. You, you, you are who you are. You can't help that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can use some gene editing tool, and I can get some. Oh, like, change. We can do anything. Sammy Davis Jr. like injected in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Wow. What's my <laughs> Yeah. Um. But anyway, so thank goodness uh, you're healthy because that's. Well, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, well, as I say, we'll wait for the uh, final reports, but um, yeah. Anus is normal. That's, uh, that's something I've got on Anus is normal. You get, I would get that tattooed somewhere. Uh, on my Anus is normal. <laughs> <laughs> you're not normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was, like, it was, it was like, here, really... let's check this out. Oh, anus is normal. We're good to go. <laughs> I love my children. I know you're not of that persuasion, but perhaps that would be a useful kind of... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I think we're probably exhausted the topic of my Yeah, we'll, we'll stop that now. But... <laughs> Cool. It's quite different, isn't it? Well, yeah. This is good. This is LP. This is London Pale Ale, so it's yeah. paler and very a bit hoppier. A bit hoppier. Very yeah. nice. We're here at the Anchor in Bankside, which is right near the Clink Prison, probably Jack the Ripper haunting grounds. Lots of prostitution going on around this area for many centuries. Probably less. Probably now. still, actually. Probably still, but less now, probably than ever before. But the Anchor is a brilliant pub. This pub here, um, just on the. South Bank of the Thames. This coronavirus, that's the next thing. That, um, well, it leads, it leads on naturally, doesn't it? Coronavirus. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, coronavirus is just. Well, the, the latest thing that everyone's saying is the Chinese have come out with these figures about the data about how mm. many um, infections there are. But there was a story that Tencent, which is one of the biggest Chinese internet um, holding companies, I think they own a lot of different Chinese yeah. internet sites. But they put some data out on their websites, which suggested that the number of infections was ten times as much, mm. and so that started this whole um, idea that and maybe a lot of things some people don't have don't show symptoms. Is... Well, not just that, but also the Chinese are when you have a dictatorship or what, however you want to describe the the, the PLA and the the way that the Chinese communism with Chinese characteristics. Yes. Well, there you go. So they, but they are are vulnerable. They don't want to have this kind of data about oh, or this, the, the panic, public panic. So there was a lot of, there were a lot of stories going out this week suggesting that the government is very much um, hiding and didn't release the data as soon as they should have done. And in fact, that these infections could be ten times what has been mm. announced. Yeah. And I think that some biologists and statisticians and epidemiologists have done some studies which show that 
It should be like 250,000, they've released 25,000. And Tencent, this is the bizarre thing, that this Chinese um, com- huge internet company, it's probably a bit like Yahoo in, America, in the US. So they, they put out this data accidentally showing 250,000. So, so some people have suggest, suggested that there's the official data and the media screened data. So, there's also the conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy And the, the World that's Health Organization. That's always what, again, it's like all these things. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle is yeah. probably where we are. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't spread as quickly um, as it actually has. I would have thought it would spread quicker. Considering you know air travel, um, mm. now I know they've shut down the airports and the, the whole mm. city down everything. But you know, a lot of people came out of there. A lot of people commute or go day trips from Hong Kong. They found some other, you know, um, Macau. Or yeah, Macau. But they shut down like, Macau. The casinos they shut it down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but if you look at Hong Kong, Macau, um, half fifty percent of the world's population is within four hours flight. Of Macau and Hong Kong. Is that right? That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's if all this stuff is going, to, if anywhere in the world this is going to start, it's going to be in a built-up area, mm. with a lot of human interaction, um, you know, and so it's it's, it's 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 always going to be that area which is going to be affected first. It's always going to be ground zero. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, it's like all of these things, SARS and various other flus, avian flu, lizard flu, bum flu, whatever we've had in the past. None of it, though, has travelled as far and as wide and affected so many people as Spanish flu, which is still the number one biggest killer on the planet. Killed more people than even malaria. It's still the, number, the biggest really? killer. Really? When was Spanish flu? That was um, between the wars, I think, the 1920s, okay. 30s. I mean, Spanish flu, obviously, it's called Spanish flu, because that's what was first right. you know, um, identified as a separate virus. Um, but 100 million people, they reckon, was it? Damn, between 50 really? and 100. Mm. Uh, more people have died in the first world mm. war. But That's incredible. I mean, well, I suppose. But, uh, sorry, my point was mm. you would think that today things would spread a hell of quicker than mm. that. Maybe there were fewer barriers, obviously, in the 1920s, 30s than we have got now. But yes. But we've got fewer barriers as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it's yes and no because yes, because the population is so much greater, but no, because. They are the scientists are so much better at pouncing on this stuff. Mm. It's almost like, you know, they're they're, they're so sophisticated about c- clamping down on things. So and mm. we've seen that already. With you have a hundred deaths, it's global news. It's internet, you know, it's enabled. Yeah. Um, so whereas Spanish flu, I guess you wouldn't have had that internet, so maybe you wouldn't have. Oh known. no, you wouldn't. No, okay. you know what I mean. No. And also, just the protocols that they have. Mm. So the medical. Um, guys on the cruise ships, for example, with the with the laser thermometers, and they're checking everyone. Okay, if your temperature is yeah. above thirty nine, then you're going to get put to the side. But you're right; that's that is fascinating. That that was a hundred fifty to hundred million, which is incredible. But you, I guess, when you think about the world today and all the problems that we face, at the end of the day, what what humans don't like to acknowledge or don't like to look in the look in the face is the fact that the, it's just because we're just there are too many of us. There's no other. We have to. Oh yeah. We have to stem at some point. Our well, it's just, I mean, population. Whether you believe in God or a greater being or a, or a creations, whatever it is, there is always going to be um, a natural way for a population to be controlled. It's always going to happen. Yeah. The population gets too big. So if you have too many predators on an island, they eat too many herbivores. Herbivores die. Carnivores die. Or 
but there's always going to be a balance. There's always going to be the right number of carnivores, number of number of um, herbivores. Um, I'm not splitting you know, human beings into these two categories, but you know, when we overpopulate, nature takes over and says, "Well, we've got, you know this is unsustainable." Um, there are other th things like you know, coming to climate control later, I'm sure. Uh, climate control, climate <laughs> change, <laughs> climate yeah, change. Yeah. Um, later on. But again, that um, nature has got far less chance of controlling, but because it's not, it's, well, it's organic, but it's not like um, you know, a, um, natural selection of you know, controlling yeah. populations, etc., etc. So yeah, you, you are always going to have. The way I always yeah. think of it, like a, when you're a kid, you have a fish tank with guppies. And you first you have two guppies. Which kid never had a guppy? Yeah. Or sea, well, do you ever have sea monkeys? Uh, in the US we had, we had sea Mars, Martian monkeys or something. Sea monkeys. So was yeah, it where you put the little powder? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sea, yeah, sea monkeys. And it was, so, so, it was kind of disturbing because the powder yeah. was in like a sealed a packet. Sachet, yeah, yeah. And it, it was like, how could that create a living creature? And then you put it in the water. It's lava. And the funny thing is, I saw it at Drew's house. You know, remember Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was at his a few couple of weeks ago, and he had them in the, these little. Sh so they're basically shrimp, these, sh these sea monkeys. Yeah. But as a kid, it was like, well, how could those live as eggs in that sealed packet? Yeah. But going back to what we were saying, it's like guppies, you know, you have two, then they're 100, then they're two again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you take a more extreme case as well. I mean, I mean, there's a natural, you know, control of the population. Is if you put a bag with a hundred spiders in it, there's one spider's going to walk out. Yeah. Not necessarily going to be the biggest one, but spiders, for example, are so territorial because again, this is all about pop, you know population True. control. You say you can't be here because there's not going to be enough food for all of us, for both of us. So you need to either back off, or I'm going to yeah you know, take care of you. Uh, likewise, in a lot of the roaming animals and, you know, predators. But what, but what do you mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but what do you mean by the spiders, that one's going to escape? What do you mean? Oh, well, say so, that no, the, one of them, they, they're going to have a, they're going to eat each other, kill each other, until yeah. basically only one of them walks out. I mean, it's good because they put them in a yeah. confined space. Um, it's just, yes. so, it's yeah. not to say defense mechanism, but it's also, in fact, it's like, well, you, we can't all be here. There, yeah. There's not enough space for us. Right, yeah. Um, and you know, humans do like everything. We are artificially live in cities. We artificially live in massive communities. We artificially, you know, work like all the rest of it. Um, it's probably talk about this more later. But you know, in, in nature, we cannot live in this sort of you know, population. We've artificially got used to it. Well, I think necessity. Yeah. No, I, to I, I totally agree. It's just like. Um, there was a great thing in that book by Yuval, um, what's his name, Sapiens. That oh yeah, 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 Sapiens and Homo Deus. Yeah, though that was a, there was a brilliant comment at the beginning of that book, which I really picked up on, which he was talking about uh, when the when the, there used to be the hunter gatherers. It was mm. kind of the original. So I guess we're talking about two hundred thousand years ago, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe hundred thousand years. And then, then they, at that point, um, it was like the cup runneth over. So there would be in a valley, a family, and there would be enough deer, and there would be enough resources, and enough fruits and vegetables, and everything that they needed, that yeah. they could stay there. Yeah, they could be, well, also they had loads of leisure time, and yeah. loads of, um, whatever they needed was, was, uh, was uh, close by, and they had water, and everything that they 
that they required, and it was also they had loads of leisure time and mm. time to be human beings and time to be together. Just communicate, and then that's where the arts came from. You had more time to. That's it. Yeah. Um, now I remember reading it actually. Yeah, but then but then the next thing was when they started farming. So there was mm. organized farming. Then it was a little bit more difficult because it was kind of more organized, but it was better. The point is, it was better for the species as a whole. It was worse for the individual, but it was better for the species as a whole. So they started farming, but it was still not too bad. So they were working Mm -hmm. as farmers. They were doing more back-breaking work, more tough manual labor. And then the next phase from that was obviously jump, probably jumping stage, but industrial revolution. So then you have everyone in fact, so moving from farms more to factories where they're working with cotton or working with whatever it is, textiles, and they're in, again, they're making money, quote unquote, unquote, but again, slightly worse for the individual, but better for society, because we can fit everyone in, it's more efficient for the society as a whole. And now, you know, jumping again a few steps, but you have people in places like Shanghai, or London, or New York, living in a tiny shoebox, which Mm -hmm. costs $2 million, um, working all hours God sends, and they think that's the, the pinnacle of society. Yeah. Um, but in fact, again, worse for the individual, better for, for society, because they are making the cogs of finance, the cogs of business, and, and yeah. everything else run more efficiently. It's an interesting point that you say, because it allows us more leisure time, and that's you know, where you know, <clears throat> art and music and all that sort of started, because we weren't basically spending every waking moment hunting and looking for food we had more time to think and then you know, art comes from that drawings depicting things playing music repli- you know, replicating the sounds we hear etc etc so all that's great but you know so we had more leisure time um, you know, arguably now we have do we have more leisure time than we did way back in the day, way, way back in these times and the reason I say you know not just work as in you're working in your office but work as in things you have to do to do now, whether that's you know, you're going to respond to a tweet or to an Instagram or whatever, you know, this is work. This is not um, leisure time. This is something you have to do or you feel that you have to do. So the question is, do we really actually have more leisure time to sit and ponder and you know, come up with new wonderful ideas? Uh, in general, some people do, of course, but as a society... Do we have more time? No, I would say that's the whole point of what I'm saying. I'm saying 100% no. Yeah. I'm saying we get caught up in all these because now you know you could get an email or a phone call for work. Now you could get um, in the when you were living in that valley, this huge valley where you could catch one deer or with a bow and arrow, or whatever it is, or um, going back even further. Uh, I think there's supposedly humans were hunting woolly mammoth. So, I mean, you know, you'd have this and it would last you a long time. So then you have time to just do what humans want to do, whether it's hang out with your yeah. kids, do make the... Again, it's probably a lot of it is work. So you're, mm. you're preparing your, your abode, whatever that might be, whether it's a hut or whatever, you're fishing. Um, so yes, it is work. But nowadays it's like we've got computers, which means that we're on 24-7. Yeah. So, and that's good for society because it means like it's almost like bacteria in a petri dish, right? When you have two bacteria in there, it's like oh, we can spread and we can do this, that, or that. When when there's shed loads, they're all crammed in. But if they find a more efficient way to survive in okay, there, they'll, they'll do it. Yeah, and that's the way we mm. are these days. You know, we're. I, I think there's been a lot of 
the way that we've developed has been at the expense of the individual and that and in order to make the whole community work. Because let's face it, credit, if you just think about finance in a very basic way in terms of credit, the person on the island of Vanuatu or Sao Paulo or whatever, wherever it is, they can now build a hotel because of this expansion of credit, which means that someone in London or New York or Tokyo or Moscow has to be doing uh, financial derivative transactions, mm. which allow this reverberation of the financial yeah. but trust they're also going to ensure that mechanism. people are going to travel there in order to use the hotel and it's going to be financially viable but I think yeah. saying you're right because we're so much more um, you know um, mobile than we used to be you know far more people can travel mm. the world compared to very yeah, even, well, even 20, 30 years ago yeah well you're right so it's, so it's not just so I guess you're right so it's, it's like multifaceted so not, it's not just the financial aspect, it's everything that we do, it's to facilitate others to be able to go, oh I want to get a flight, or I want to use a mobile phone, mm. or I want to watch TV, or mm. I want to, whatever it is, We so, but that comes at a price, because I know, you know, you're not, you're no longer enjoying nature like they yeah. used to, so I think that's an interesting yeah. observation. I think, I think there certainly is, and I think, you know, very, very basic terms, I mean, what human evolution has done, you know, we always hear about outsourcing of, you know, work, etc. Humans have progressively outsourced more and more and more and more and more. This is part of evolution. You, for example, you outsource the building of your house. You outsource collecting your food. You know. We outsource absolutely everything now. Everybody outsources something to somebody else because we have people who are not better at it than than you are. Like it's and this is, and that, 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 that is what a community is. Is when you basically say, well, you know, I am very good at growing apples, and you are very good at rearing sheep. Um, I don't want to rear sheep, and you don't want to... Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's trade. Yeah. You do the sheep, I'll do the, I'll do the apples. And that's how communities have grown, and grown, and grown, and grown, and grown. And then as new things are, are required, People start specialising more, and they forget. And all of these things was handed down through families. You have families, generations, in the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much so that even in this country, even that one, well, now, but across the world, uh, certain surnames are still named after the um, the employment. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that totally makes sense. But I would, what I kind of mean is, like, have we sacrificed something over the? centuries as human beings to get this technology that we have. We have, of course we sacrifice, that's what evolution is. Evolution is you sacrifice something to get effectively something which is better, which will last into the next generation. That's Mm -hmm. effectively what it's all about, isn't it? So I wonder if it's good or, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Ah, it depends (laughs) which side of the coin you're sitting. It's like Prometheus with the fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but I mean, you should create the perfect human being. I guess whenever there's a, I guess maybe this sounds a bit fire and brimstone because whenever there's a disease, you get someone like, did you hear about this senator in the US? They right. say, this is because, what was it? Abortion something something crazy like, there are some gays in the military or something, like, something stupid. Yeah, but you're always, this, you're always going to get this, crazies. <laughs> it's a part of life, mate. You just got to filter. It's like, it's like the internet. You, you've just got to filter. Yeah. There's a lot of crap out there. Oh, 99% so. was on the internet. It's crap. Absolute bollocks. Yep. He's got a filter. I mean, this is the thing, trying to teach my kids how to, how to filter. And, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing because 
You and I, the generation, we grew up before the internet. We knew how to use an index for starters, but mm. that's a different story. Mm. And look things up in um, in, the, in a reputable publication. Yeah, the lo- yeah. the the, the um, dictionary. Look up these words, and yeah. you're like flapping through them. Well, I used to so I used to, when I was when I was still living at home. You know, went to school, and everything. And parents had Encyclopedia Britannica, and I would go and I would um, you know look up a reference. You know, this project I had to work on. And then, honestly, my parents would find me four hours later with seven or eight tones either side yeah. of me, and this cross-reference or something, just get absolutely carried away and completely utterly lost in flicking through massive leather books and the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and this is exactly what I do with um, yeah, Wikipedia even now. I find myself reading articles about things which I had no idea even existed. But yeah. my point is, we, we've come from that to yeah, the internet. Things are a lot faster. Um, but, you know... A lot of things that were on the internet you know, 20, 30 years ago, you know, it would always, for the most part, a lot of it was actually official documents, official things being published, etc., etc. So to a certain extent, you still re- you can re- you can rely on it. Yeah. Uh, but now, because everybody can publish absolutely anything, and because also everybody reads pretty much the same thing, it all comes in absolute echo chamber. Yeah. You get in there with an opinion. You're going to, and which, rightly or wrongly, whether you, you know, you've got some questionable views on Nazi Germany in the 1930s yeah. and 40s, whatever. You know, you go into, go onto the internet and you, you shout about it, you're going to get an echo from somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere there's going to be an echo. And that's just going to, but it's, it's anything. It, it's, it's all about filtering. It's all about knowing yeah. in yourself that it, what's yeah. information provides. Well, you're absolutely, I think it's a very important point. And, but, but the thing is, the, the, just like everything else, the internet is evolving. So they're trying to make that conversation happen because actually that's an important conversation that the fact that we can all have that conversation mm. on Twitter or on whatever, Reddit or whatever yeah. thing it is, it's actually um, ground, um, you know, it, it's a part of the development of, of, of humankind. Oh, right? it is. And, so, and it helps us to although there's totally crazy people and so much nonsense and so much rubbish and so much hatred which is painful and stressful for people probably to take on board they are making the, the, the system better I think yeah, and they've yeah. got all these algos on YouTube and on Twitter to like weed out uh, right wing you know not just right wingers but like of course, they shouldn't read, weed out right wingers. They should let everyone have their voice. Yeah, but my yeah. point being, but it's a it's a balance, though, isn't it? You can't yeah. have people upset in the, the not, cars. Not trying to uh, uh, insult right wingers or left wingers or whatever. The point being, if you have someone who's an absolute twat who's being a dick, well, that's what it comes down to. No, but, but you shouldn't even eliminate that. That's quite some objective. Um, yeah, but but anyway, the point is the conversation has to has to go on because it's it's productive. No, no, it is. Yeah, I can't remember which um, French author it was, but he says, "I don't agree with your opinion, but I'll defend it with my life." There you go. Brilliant. Your um, your that's it, uh, your speech, right yeah. to have it. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, it's, uh, that's tricky. That's tricky. I mean, it's like all these things we've discussed today. It's all about balance. Yeah. yeah, and there are always going to be people who are going to be so far on one side, but the hands are the rears, when you listen to anything else, and you know, that's just life, I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's people. Yeah, but it's helped, again, you know what, it, it comes back to what Yuval Noah was saying in Sapiens, it's like, this keeps going, even though sometimes it's painful, it's like, God, what, mm. why do I have to see Twitter or this or that or the other thing? 
but it's pro- it's helping the species as a, the human species to oh, develop and move forward. Yeah, um, even though maybe for individuals it's like, God, why do we have to have Twitter, you know, or whatever. And I know we're f- close to our beer, so we can stop it and have another, and then we'll get the next yeah, one. Let's go the beer. What do you think? Yeah, yeah? let's go the beer. Well, cheers again, sir. Great to see you, my man. As always. Right. right. Um, you shout to the door closed then. Yeah. That one, no, you go through there. That one, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You can sit and chat to us if you want. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you got to unlock that. Sorry, that. sorry matey. you got to unlock that top bit. Yeah, sorry. pull the thing down. Yeah, right, right, right. We tried to squirt ourselves away. Yeah, nice one, guys. Cheers. Um, so. So, yeah, I've lost a train of thought there, isn't it? No, no, it's but, all right. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the UK is a product of its um, geography, you know, the water around it, the island mentality, uh, the language which is developed, you know, in tandem with other European languages. Yeah. But then also very, very different. Um, most notably is English language. I think it's got one of the, the richest vocabularies on the planet. I mean, it's got a huge number of words that are able to be used. The... Also, in this dictionary, is 21 volumes of about 2,000 pages each. I mean, there's a huge number of words in this language. It's one of the hardest um, languages to learn, suppose. Apparently so. But, all the, but I mean, the most unique thing, the most um, unique thing about the, the uh, English language is more people speak it as a foreign language than mm. speak it as a mother tongue. And this, again, this is all to do with you know, the past and you know, imperialism. I'm good. Not be trying to be too politically correct, but imperialism, you know, imparting our language around the globe. Mm. Uh, and frankly, you know, it's because America is predominantly English speaking, that English is still the predominant mm. language. And Australia. Yeah, it's because of US speech. If, yeah. okay, go back to what we were saying earlier, if, you know, if the US are not speaking German, would English be the most, would be as predominant language mm. as it is today now? Yeah. A lot of people in this country like to think it is because of our past. I don't, thi- I don't think the I US think could ever have really been German. I could imagine it being Spanish, and I can imagine it being um, Dutch. Um, but German, I don't think it could have. But And the other one, the French. The French also had a lot of... But, well, Quebec. Yeah, I guess in theory it could have been, but the great... The, what, the, 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 the countries that ruled the seas, I guess, were like Portugal, Holland... Um, you know, um, what would the I think the Chinese actually, this was a, something that they looked yeah, at, they the, burned their, their They name. did, they did, yes, I remember reading this very recently actually. Uh, they burned it sort of falling into um, somebody else's hands where they, they discovered, decided they didn't want to travel to, to Europe. Yeah. Or, I can't remember the, the, all the intricacies of it. But um, I mean, America is a, it's a, such, an, a, such an awesome country, but it's also got this. Um, so a lot of weird things in America, aren't they? Well, it, it, like, it, yeah. They, they, what about the it's Bible? The, it, the Bible thumpers and all that. It's the best and the worst of the world in the states. Yeah. Because because it's so large and it's so diverse. I mean, each each state is yeah. more different in its legislation and its laws and its you know internal markets than um, than the EU was, for example. Yeah, we are more closely aligned. I want to get into politics here, but. We are more aligned with France than you know, California is with New York, for example. Oh. You know, with um, you know, things, the standardisation of things, the the fact that we have you know one way of doing something, like one way, one there's one measurement for a door throughout the whole of Europe. Whereas in the States, you have doors of any sort of shape. There's no standardisation. So 
America is a, it's, it's a big melting pot, but you know, it's one of those places you just wonder how the hell does it work? But, but it's, how does it work? Well, yeah, <clears throat> but they, they've struck an amazing balance because they always have the federal laws and the federal level, and then they have the state level, but there's still so much devotion to the, to the national, there's so much devotion to the every, yeah. for almost every state. I mean, I know Texas has their um, independence people, and they, you know, the, the people that believe that it should secede, and I think there's some in, I know there's a load in Hawaii who mm. believe that it shouldn't be uh, a yeah. state. Well, Hawaii was annexed, most yeah. of the states was annexed, let's be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's far more of recent history, though, isn't it? And then there's Puerto Rico, which is a territory. It's but a protectorate, yeah. I think, isn't it? It's but a protectorate or a territory. Puerto um, Rico, but I, th- I think... Puerto Ricans um, are eligible to fight in the, um, for, for the U.S. Army. Yes, well, I think... And doing so for a certain number of years gives them yeah. citizenship, I believe. Well, I know there are huge tax benefits if you yeah. run a company. And Puerto Rico is a beautiful place, mm. beautiful women, beautiful, you know, people, and it's um, beautiful stuff, man. Yeah, but um, so, but I guess what I was coming to is, what do you think about God? Because Americans are very proud of their God, and they're very into that. Oh. What do you think about it? Because I have a feeling you're—I seem to recall you're. Well, I'm a complete other atheist. Um, so I mean, my—I remember once my daughter asked me, said, "Dad, what would you ask God if you ever met him?" And all I could think was, "Shit, I got that wrong, didn't I, mate? Sorry." <laughs> so that is—I mean, I, I just have absolutely no belief in any spirit whatsoever. Um, I believe if you're going to describe God with a with a small g, I suppose it's basically, you know, just you know, follow what you know is right, what you think is right. Um, I'd like to also think that if God did exist, he's got much bigger things to take care of than to ensure that two men who love each other can't share a bed or get married. Or they, I mean, I, I can't think he would worry about things that trivial um, if it does exist um, if it does exist and that does bother him then frankly I've got no time for it I like it, okay the, well physicists would claim because there's always a thought can you prove there's a God so I know that physicists say everything has a wave function mm. so it's like everything is in a state of it's like with Schrodinger's cat so the idea yeah. of Schrodinger's cat you probably remember is like it's, it's, it's trapped in this time. thing. There's a vial in there which can be tapped with a hammer, and it might have been tapped, it might not have been tapped. So the cat is could be dead or alive because it hasn't been observed yet. So as soon as you open it, the wave function of physics collapses, and it's in one state or the other. But before you observe it, you don't know. So some people who believe in God or want to prove God in a scientific way, which let's face it is not really possible, hmm. they suggest that. The wave function has to be collapsed at a small level, say you and I are talking, we, we're observing each other, the yeah. wave function has collapsed. Somebody outside is observing, someone from some other planet is observing, that's collapsed. But at what level do you get that fixture of observation at the universal level? So that must be some entity outside of the planet. I'm not asking, I'm not challenging you, I'm just saying. No, but I mean, to put simply, is even if you threw all the science imaginable, and somebody 
if they believe in gods so ven- uh, so so heartily, so you know, you know, coldly, then you know, they would just say, well, he doesn't observe um, physical you know, restraints. He's not. He doesn't belong to our physical world. He doesn't belong there. Um, but that's so different to believing in fairies or, or ghosts or UFOs or a lot of other things. You, you're always if if you believe something, rightly or wrongly, not you know, not judging here, but you will always find a way of discrediting proof against what you actually believe. Yes. Like you know, <clears throat> take it politically for example. You believe in a tyrannical um, leader, mm. for example, um, and you know he's done wrong. And um, you have a vote about it. Which always say, happens. Uh, which always happens. <laughs> and then you have a vote about it. You say, well, actually, no, but I can justify because it's not. It was. It's not. It's not as bad as people try to make out. You always find a justification for why, you know, he, this terrible attitude is actually acceptable. Yeah. Um. He, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, if, if you if you believe something so strongly, you will always find a way of defending it. True. And if 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 you're, I mean, you know, we live in a world now where facts mean shit, but. You know, it's people always find a way. Now, is there is there a god? I mean, I, what, I don't. I don't is there anything is. that? Sorry, I interrupted. You. No, no I was just saying. You know, is, is there a god? I mean, well, if I look at things very, very, very scientifically, they say, well, well who created the Big Bang? Right. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is very, very simply: is you know, no, nothing can exist with no dimensions. So you have the three dimensions that we're the physical dimensions, then you throw into there time. Right? So time is your fourth dimension. Right? So if you get your head around how fourth dimensions can actually work, and you say to yourself, well actually, yeah, before the Big Bang, there were no dimensions. So in fact it, it, it didn't it didn't exist. So it didn't there was nothing nothing happened before the Big Bang. Right? Now this is what of course a lot of people are can't get their heads around. Nothing happens with the Big Bang. What, what happens with the Big Bang? I don't know what the Big what I don't understand it fully. No one understands it really. But what caused the Big Bang? I don't know. It was maybe just a quirk of energy or something, uh, a spark, or, or I, I don't know what it was. I, I don't believe it was a god or something that did this because before that happened, nothing could have existed. But I don't know how. We got to this stage, but there wasn't something before it in order to ignite it. That's the way I look at it. So again, it's a complete oxymoron to me. I don't, I, I don't get it. But I can't believe that it's just there's somebody in control of this. There isn't somebody looking over all of this. I mean, the universe is a big place. It's a huge place. There can't be one person overlooking all of this. And you know. We're also very quite self-centered here. Seeing how planet Earth and how God is the best God, well, actually, we still argue about that on our planet. But statistically, statistically, there are billions of civilizations there on other planets. Billions. Do they really believe exactly the same thing as we do? One of us is wrong. Yeah. It's just we haven't found them. I mean, so I, you know, for me, alien life exists. It, statistically, it has got to exist. We just don't know yet. And we may never know. But also, they may have obviously become civilized, done wonderful things, and died out billions of years before our planet was even existed, even um, into being. We just don't know. Well, that's the thing. I think that um, 
that's part of the, uh, is it the Fermine? Oh, the Fermine. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with, you know, most of what you're saying. The, the only, from my perspective, I feel like there is something, there's got to be something beyond the, the world that we perceive. Why? This is it. We, we want that, we, we need that to be an explanation for this. Yes. Because, because going back to what we said earlier, with more leisure time, we've had more time to think about this. Mm. And what would have happened you know, hundreds of years ago when we first came up with religion as we now know it, is with all this time we've got when we're not working 24-7, literally 24-7 as we were before, because more leisure time we think, well, okay, right, I'm the son of blah, 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 he's the son of blah, 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 blah. Where did yeah, great, 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 grandpappy Bob come from? Yeah, this is where you start questioning it, and you, you're always going to get. You, this is what science is. You get to a point where you say, "I don't know the answer." Yeah, it's when you stop seeking for that answer is when you find God, because you say, "It's a compound. I, I don't understand it. It must have been a higher being. It must be something else." Yeah, okay. Now, whether this is a spiritual thing or, as you say in science, it is something, you know what? We don't know what it is. It's okay to say, we don't know what it is. Yet, yeah. we'll find out what it is. Well, yeah, I think, they're, I think people are very naive when they think of God as being in our image of, you know, just like us, mm. and it's all, and he's living in a house or something like that. You know, it's. it's, it's too contrived and too yeah, based on our Bible yeah, says, yeah. so which uh, is gospel literally yeah but I do believe there's a lot what is it the Shakespearean seeing as we're near just near the Globe Theatre there's there's more on heaven and earth than is dreamt of in our philosophy Morpheus so that was what what how Shakespeare described it and I, I honestly believe that I think that we have to remember that our perception is very limited. It's almost like an ant. So, yeah. well, our perception is limited to the fact that we are on this planet, mm. and um, yeah, without being too philosophical, but you know, there 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 are other civilizations out there. They may be, you know, <coughs> further on the the chain as we are. There may be, you know, there may be amoeba mm. right now. Um, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but all of them. I, I think this will probably be a universal, um, a universal thing. Is that as soon as you start thinking, you start questioning, and you're always going to question where do I come from? Where did this start? Yeah. I know where my parents are, my grandparents, my great grandparents. Some people can name their great great grandparents. Yeah. Some even more. But there's always going to be a stage where you say, "Well, okay, so we go back." So. Forget families, you go back to, okay, we're here, humans, go through the neutral chain, here are humans, here are, you know, um, ape, humanoids, whatever, go back, 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 so you come down to, right, here we go, here's great grandpappy amoeba who lived in a, yeah. a, a soup, you know, a warm soup in the... Primordial soup, soup, yeah. The primordial and then some lightning soup. struck it, and then like a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we always have a question it. And again, even before, you know, so, you know, go back to God, you know, God created the universe, we have been an also God, God, a small g, um, gave you that light for whatever it was 
like a, a certain enzyme in a cell, just all of a sudden start moving in its own condition, and then meeting up with other ones and creating and coming together for millions, billions of years. All this is going. Yeah. On. Um, yeah, but even if you just take those billion, I mean, if you think about, so there's supposed to be 12 dimensions. We perceive pretty much three, three. or four if you well, take four, four if you can understand. Yeah. So, so if my, you get your head round so time Do you think we're a bit like an ant, really? We're not that far, as far as we'd like to think we are, in terms of we perceive things in a very what's, what limited way. But we, and then we think that's everything. But in yeah. fact, there, it's only 1% of everything. I don't think it's even 1% of anything, but what are we comparing ourselves against? I mean, you know... We don't have a lot of choice. We, are, we, we, we only can choose what we see. We can only compare ourselves against other things that live, share the planet with us. So, yeah, of course we're the, far, the most advanced species on this planet. We use, we use technology, etc., etc., etc. Other animals who use tools, don't get me wrong, but we're the ones that have evolved the most. <coughs> However... Yeah, if you take an ant, for example, an ant is probably completely unaware of human existence in general. It doesn't understand mm. what humans are That's doing. That's what I mean. Doing. And so we could very well be this ant, and there could be very well something else here, which looks at us in the same way as we look at that. So I get that argument. Um, in a way, I kind of hope so. <laughs> but I think we can't call, All right. you know? Let, can't call. Let's move on. What do you think about incels? Now this is a bit of a weird one, but it's like, I just thought, this is bizarre. This is another thing that comes out of America. It's totally bizarre. Yeah, you have to remind Do you know what incels are? Yeah, so it's this, this growing breed of people in the, in the United States who call themselves incels. So incels are involuntary. This is basically what I was when I was like seven, most of well, actually, well, I shouldn't admit to this, but, you know, you're involuntary celibate. It means that you oh, want to okay. yeah, yeah, no, get laid, but you can't. <laughs> and they, But they could identify themselves in this, and they're like, they're violent, they're crazy. They're, so, so definitely they're involuntary. Yeah, well, that's why they're called incels. Yeah, it's, uh, right, yeah, okay. And they're, but they're, they're, they're the kind of people that go and shoot up a school because they can't, you know. Okay. Yeah. Which is but, totally crazy. I just think it's terribly <laughs> frightening that these guys are able to gain act any as type a group. Of, it's kind of well, frightening. A, act as a group. B, have an identity as an insect. And a badge. And yeah. C, have some kind of rights as a, like, you know, we, we, we have rights to have sex. No, you don't. This is called evil. You know, this is like, yeah. this is Darwin's. Uh, I think, you know, I think they, should, they, should, they should probably work on their. Um, in market skills and marketing, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, not getting laid is probably not a legal or moral excuse for um, causing mayhem. Um, it's a reason. <laughs> it's a reason. Probably it's not. not an excuse. I can't see. I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, gosh. Involuntary celibacy. <laughs> well, does that just mean that nobody likes you? Or what's going to be with you? What do you think? Now, also, the crazy thing about the world these days, as we've been talking about the development of technology, mm. sexual technology. So, you know, in the future, maybe these guys, they're going to be robots, aren't you? Sex, sex robots, hell yeah. So, I love robots. 
<laughs> you love robots. Right. They're, they're love robots. Not, not I love robots. That's right, yeah. They are robots that love But I mean, what was the film um, where Jude Law played the robot? Oh, yeah, yeah, Anyway, yeah, I, can't, yeah, I think yeah, it was artificial yeah. intelligence. It was AI. Mm. Which was a fast. It was a brilliant film. Really good film. Um, what was the other one? Ex Machina. Yeah. Brilliant film. Beautiful girl. Alicia Vikander was the... But I mean, perhaps that's we're going to have all these ethical questions coming up with the development of the, the, the as technology moves on, you know, and as society moves on, and you get these, you're going to have weird questions like incels, and you're going to have weird solutions like sex robots. Ah, sex robots. Having sex with a robot or a human. Ah, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Why not? Privacy, but there's not an awful lot. I wouldn't say privacy of your own bedroom, absolutely. As long as the partner you're with is, is, yeah. is consenting and on age and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you want to have sex with a robot, and it's, even if it's a, you know, a 1989 old Mac computer or a, the latest technology which looks exactly like and feels like a human being, why the, who the hell am I to touch that? What if clone go? What, what if the do? face is C three PO? C three PO? Well so much <laughs> <laughs> No, it was seriously that's their face. No, okay, okay. Alright. Okay. It's a pretty sensible robot though. But to be fair, okay. here we go. Okay. No, this is it. Okay, right, okay, here's a here's a question for you then. Alright. So, you can buy the sex robot and you can make it look like anybody you want to. Right? Right. Right? You come and you find somebody with this sex robot and it, this robot has been done up to look exactly like a kid. <laughs> like what? Like a kid. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Let's see. Now, they're no, no. Now, all of a sudden, it's a different story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not right. No. But, I mean, if you've got the technology, that, that, that's the sort of shit that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- these are the scary questions that kind of come, yeah, come up, aren't they? I mean... Um, but you have, again, you're always relying upon human decency that this wouldn't actually ever happen. But, yeah, people always want to think about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean... I think, I think sex robots could, do have a place in our society. Oh, because I agree. Especially, I, I mean, my wife would probably tell me half the time, you know, fuck the robot. To be absolutely honest. I get one for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. I don't know, but maybe she would say that. Yeah. Oh dear. Right, but. But yeah, but I think okay, it's, okay, it's like all these They're things. making these things way more sophisticated. Of course they So are. it's something that we have to. It's only going to get more about. and more sophisticated. I mean, it's like the good old um, you know, Blade Runner and stuff. Yeah. yeah the repli- replicas, whatever you call them. Replicants, yeah. Replicants. Uh, I haven't seen this since last year before. Have you seen the new but Blade Runner, by the way? No, no. Mate. Violated cool. my childhood. Watched it at the cinema. It was yeah. good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. But even the replicas, it comes to the stage where you won't be able to tell the difference. No, no not, not in our lifetime. Yeah, but I think it's. Yeah, well, we'll see how it pans out. But. Yeah, I mean. I think it's very frightening and it, it indulges some of the worst parts of. Oh, of course it does. Everything, everything that's invented 
for the good, it's always, 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 always going to be changed, twisted, and twisted, perverted for other people's requirements. Um, but it, it's always, it's always been the same. This, this is it's regulation that's always going to have to happen. Right. Yeah, but I mean, how do, who, who is it that decides what you do? I mean, yeah. Who's um, yeah, what the UK you? Parliamentary Assembly <laughs> to say that I can't make love to an artificial piece of plastic that looks vaguely yeah. like Sigourney Weaver, for <laughs> example? Yeah, for example. <laughs> for example. I, I think you should be able to make love to this, that plastic thing. As long as it looks like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In 1986. Yeah. yeah. And because the other thing is also chemicals. So they talk about this alcohol. Yeah, yeah. A different type of alcohol, it's like non-effective. What's the point of it? <laughs> well, you want to get a hangover, supposedly. Yeah. Well, that's just nature's way of telling you just to ease off next time. Yeah. What do you think of flat earthers? Flat earthers? I think they just, they just amuse me. I think they want attention. Just, they, of course they do. They're, um, what's the word, in, in, insects. And you bread? Know? No, no, no. Oh, incels. Incels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're incels and they think, you know what, I'm just... I mean, I, I, I just have no time for them, mate. It's just silly. It's just silly. I mean, I remember, I mean... I, 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 just, I just don't get it. What is the point about arguing against facts? I can't even sit here and justify facts. There's no point. But it's just, it's mental. Mental. No flat earthers. I just don't understand it at all. Well, it's, I it's, think it's bizarre. Well, I this think is, okay, it's very simple, right? It, we have seasons. We have time zones. Any we're on our fourth pint, by the way. I shouldn't, I shouldn't not be forgetting what we're talking about after four fucking pints. <laughs> But we have got them down pretty quick. Uh, so yeah, so, we, so we've got seasons, we've got um, time zones, we've got any loads of pilots who have flown around the world and will tell you. Uh, you go back to where you started. Navigational um, records that we get to. Uh, but also, but, I mean, the myth fundamentally, and this is what all these conspiracy theorists. I just want to say to them: Why would we be lying to you about it? Why would we make up? The fact that the Earth is round. Do you think? Why would we do this? I wonder whether it's a mental condition of the fact. That I, I'm really a believer in the fact that, or in the idea. They weren't, they weren't breastfed, mate. No, Oops. well, that's probably it. But honestly, I believe that the, the problem with society now is that we've never been so unchallenged. Yeah. We've always had something that's life-threatening: World War Two, Vietnam War, um, you know, Korean War. All the wars throughout the Tyrannosaurus Rex, if you're a Christian. Yeah, whatever it is, we've had proper challenges, and nowadays it's. I think it's a, it's a danger for us because our brains are ready for danger. It is, and if there's no danger, they make something make up. Some, yeah, yeah, and that's why having too much leisure time. Yeah, because yeah. you haven't got the balance. So okay, you need a wax. <laughs> go for it. Where else did you go? Uh, just go through there. And I, honestly, I've always loved this pub because outside you can look over the river, you've got the bridge. You've got a bridge on the right-hand side and then on the left-hand side you've got the Millennium Bridge. Um, and you've got the Tate Modern right here, which is an art gallery that you can go in for free. And you've got... Um, it's an area where the mudlarkers discover things. And you've got the Clink Prison literally 
40 meters away. You've also got the Golden Hind, which is a replica of the original Golden Hind, which I think was Sir Francis Bacon's uh, boat that he used to uh, perform piracy on behalf of the Queen. And that's just... We should have mapped, we should have mapped the, um, the snug when we first got here. Yeah, we should have. Now, you might know this. The Golden Hind. Was that Sir Francis Bacon? For, sorry, Sir Francis Bacon. Bacon's. Do you remember what the Golden Hind was used? I'm pretty sure it was Sir Francis. Now, check that if you're listening. No. Right. Political correctness. What do you think about all, how nice everyone has to be these days? Oh, please be right. Correctness, one of the things that goes up and down over the years. I think now we've got, we're at the the bottom of the barrel. I think where you know, what the pendulum has swung like swung. Up. Yeah, so it swings down. So you know, the times where you can say absolutely anything, there's times you can't say anything at all. Um, if you look at the Victorian era, for example, they used to hide the the legs of tables because that was taboo and mm. all the rest of it. So. Well, yeah, we got, weird, got a bit they, better, and then now, now we seem to be getting a bit silly again. Um, you know, you should never, obviously, cause offence to somebody willingly and knowingly. But likewise, you know, you shouldn't curb your discussions because somebody might be offended. Because the bottom line, somebody is always going to be offended by something you say. There's always going to be one person who's going to take offence um, well, that's how you have progress. You've got to like talk about yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Get on with that. This is what's saying about balance. You know? It's all about uh, it's all about balance. It's all about um, you know, getting the right medium. Um, I say you never know the right but also don't also hold back. So I can't possibly say that because something might get offended. Well, exactly because that's how we as humans kind of bump up against each other without performing violence against each other. Absolutely. But then also, you know, the other, the other side of it as well is you can't then, you know, go in there and offend people and then just say, oh, you know, you're such a snowflake. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that's the, that's the other extreme. And, you know, like all these things, somewhere between the two is, is a balance. And, you know, thousands, thousands, thousands of years of, you know, civilization, the evolution of civilization, we haven't got that balance. Yeah. That's, why, that's why we swing. That's why we swing every mm. couple of hundred years, you know. Completely left wing, right wing, fascism, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, but eventually. It's like a pendulum, isn't it? So, yeah, you, yeah. Well, so hopefully, hopefully, it's like a ball um, dropping. It will bounce, and then it will bounce slightly lower yeah. every time, and then eventually. Well, it seems to be bouncing higher. Yeah, right. It's like in order to get, in order to get Obama, you needed George W. Yeah. And then in order to get Trump, Trump you yeah, needed yeah. Obama. And in order to get Boris, you needed. Maybe. You know, no, it's, it's, it's very, very true. I mean, it's, it's, it's cyclical. It's absolutely cyclical. I mean, you know, we go through all these things, and we've been doing this for hundreds, hundreds, thousands of years. You know, even you know, hundred thousand years ago, there would have been a, a dodgy chief every sort of well, more often than not, a dodgy chief that scared everybody else in the village, etc., etc. And then there would be a nice chief. This is this is this is nothing new. There's nothing new. Um, it's just that have we have we learned from it? You know, I'm not gonna you know, it's very, very easy and people are very, very quick to liken where we are at the moment to nineteen thirties Berlin. Um, you know 
But, to be honest with you, I used to think this was a bit fanciful. Now I'm beginning to think, you know what? Yeah. You need to start keeping an eye on the things. Because yeah. um, yeah. leaders of our two respective countries have both tried to stop the press coming in. Yeah. Stuff. Well, exactly. How the hell is that? Well, Boris has stopped the press and so has Trump. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, how, how's, how's this acceptable? Um, but these guys are. It's not acting, acceptable. But it's not acceptable, but, but you know, political correctness and snowflakes and the same argument is when people say, well, it's just, it's just this is for the best. You know, this, is what we, this is what we're doing now. The majority have voted for this. Um, you know, these, these, they say, I can't remember the, the author, but he said, you judge a democracy by the way it treats its minorities. Mm. And that has been shot to bits right now. It's, I'm in control, we're doing this, mm. to hell the rest of you. And I will do this, and it might not be legal, but do you know what? The majority don't care. Mm. I will act with impunity from now on, and this is what's happening. Well, Look at the yeah. UK, the US, um, Australia to a certain extent, it's got yeah. a bit of a crazy there as well. Yeah. Um, and, and the rest of the world, they're going to look at these three countries and go, do you know what? <laughs> I'm involved in that. Yeah. India, for example, with you know, what they're doing with the, the Muslims, you know, expanding, taking out their rights and everything. Mm. You know, you can't treat your minorities like this. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, saying you shouldn't always look at 1930s Berlin, but. We're getting there, right? I think you should always look at 1930. Well, no, I so said you always don't. I said no, no, no. I'm there I, to no, it now, no, but no. I'm now thinking maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, look, I totally get what you're saying, absolutely. And I think that's that's the point that that is incredibly important now. And people have short memories now with the internet. It's like the idea about today's newspaper is tomorrow's fish and chips. It's like. Hmm. That is true to a certain extent, but so, let's because the, for the, for Americans listening, that's because they wrap the papers in, in the fish and chip, and so it's like forget about the the press story from yesterday. But it's incredibly important to remember yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the thing as well. I mean, um, I think especially big, as you said in the context of the world context today, of where we are now. But I think as well, you know, with the social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the I think actually having cameras in Parliament. Is an absolute disaster, right? Because oh, we see everything now. But all that happens realistically is nobody actually watches the entire debate. Yeah. What people do is look at soundbites, snippets yeah. on Twitter, which is going to be things which are said by parliamentarians which you don't like, which will be quoted out of context, mm. or echo chambers of parliamentarians mm. that you do agree with. So. It doesn't actually even matter anymore. And if you see the way that a lot of the MPs talk, they are not talking to their colleagues. They are talking to the internet. Yeah. And to somebody, because somebody out there yeah. agrees with me 100%. I'm talking to you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a soundbite. So it's a, it's a soundbite. And it's a soundbite which is out of context, or it's a soundbite which yeah. is just an echo chamber. And it's. I don't believe but peop- that yeah. this has made us more democratic. In fact, it's, it's, it's a tool to be m- more abused than, than ever before. Mm. And we can't go back and take cameras out of Parliament now. But I, I don't know how... You know, it's misinformation. How do you... How do you, how do you 
how do you how do you challenge it? How do you how, how do you tackle it? How do you well? Also, people aren't aren't daft, so they know that that's how media works. Yeah. So they know I don't that care. I don't even care that this how it works. That's that's my point. Yeah, but I think they also appreciate that people are going for sound bites. So when you hear that politician making that statement or whatever it is, or someone just saying mm-hmm. half, they know it's taken out of context. So I think well. People today, but if this carries on, the, the next, as we talked about earlier about how your kids can't filter information that comes through. Yeah. The next generation are going to say, "Well, this is normal. This, this is absolutely normal behaviour." Yeah. This. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know. You saw um, the address to the State of the Union State address. Of the address. address. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, but I think she was like, okay. She said, "There's not. There's, there's no truth in this." She it's a business. What she said afterwards, "These are all just sound bites." But can we talk for a quick second? The, of course. When about the, the, the you know when Trump um, did, rejected the handshake, I think it was actually that he just didn't see. Honestly, I think he didn't see. If you watch that over, I think he he gave it to Mike Penn uh, to Pence, mm. right? I didn't see the clip. Then yeah, well then he gave it to um, what's her name, Speaker of the House Pelosi. Pelosi. And he turned, and as he was turning, she put her hand out. And it was like when the UFC fighters are about to fight and they put their hands out and they don't shake hands. So it was just like that. And then they, they, they didn't, so he didn't see it. He just didn't see it. But again, it, I mean, it could have been a, a very, very clever ploy on her behalf as well. To extend the handshake after you turn around well, to make him look. I mean, I mean, she's I'm no fan a of clever politician. But, but ripping the thing up, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's a bit. Uh, well, it can be looked at two ways. I mean, her her version. It's theatre. It's it's theatre. It's, it's, it's theatre, but also you can see this incredibly childish, like even yeah, puerile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, she wouldn't be the first politician to, to fall for being childish or just trying to make no. point or argue against something else. Yeah, well, it's true. So, look, we've been going for a good good while now. Malcolm Orton, thank you so much. Good to see you, <laughs> man. Enjoy. My very good friend, thank you so much. Guys, thanks so much for listening. That was my good mate, Malcolm. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Please leave me a review if you have a sec now. Otherwise, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Bye!